Well, let me tell you a little something about me. When it's Saturday night, I need to blow off some steam. One, two, three, four! Well, good afternoon or good day, huh? Good day, my friend. This is a equipment talk from coming from iRay, and uh, what we're going to do is we're going to start out another equipment talk here on the podcast. And we just want to thank everybody for being with us today. Um, also, uh, why don't everybody name off who's here? Why don't you start with you, Logan? Logan's here, present. Cool. And present. Who's present? Jordan is present. Jordan is all right. Jordan, Jordan. all right. Dang. Troy. Troy came to say hi. Troy's here to say hi as well. Well, we're all on stage here again, ladies and gentlemen. Again, we're going to start with a new talk here. And I guess, uh, you know, Jordan, you've been good at, at starting them out. So why don't you take a turn here and go ahead and start out this time? I know we did Logan last time, and we don't want to let him get all the glory. So go, you go ahead and start it out here, okay? Uh, shareholders for Caterpillar vote to support. Uh, wait, shareholders vote as you sow shareholders resolution well the shareholders resolution you know did, did you kind of read up on that deal a little bit um hardly oh you hardly did okay <laughs> well you know they're having a little trouble there and they're having trouble with the emissions they are trying to get uh, caterpillar to move into the new era which is to get their emissions down at a certain percentage by a certain year and Caterpillar just hasn't been real cooperative is what they're saying. And a lot of the people that have uh, shares in Caterpillar are telling them that, hey, we want to see some type of a chart of how we're going to get them emissions down so we can stay competitive in the market. What do you think of that? Well, it makes sense. I mean, in the article here, it, it says that, you know, uh, Caterpillar with, uh, you know, $68 trillion in assets is, you know, and, and basically says here that, you know, they're kind of one of the largest carbon emitters globally. Yeah, uh, largest carbon so. emitters. <laughs> Some of the largest heavy equipment, um, you know, dealers. dealers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, they, they've got a lot of equipment, but not only that, they have a lot of different types of products as well. Uh, Caterpillar owns a lot of different uh, parts of the industry, which, you know, goes everywhere from, uh, you know, from the construction industry to the mining industry to, uh, you know, we can go on. They have a lot of shares in the industry. Now, uh, with that being said, they're actually, you know, they've been working uh, towards, you know, their uh, shareholders making, you know, commitments as far as uh, to the EPA and, and other resolutions that they're supposed to make to cut the carbon uh, in, you know, of what they've been actually putting out for the emissions. And they really haven't set any real precedence on how they're going to accomplish that like other companies have. So their shareholders are telling them, hey, 
we need something and we need it now. So let's get to work on it, you know, and let's uh, get moving with this deal. So we don't, we're not in last place when it comes down to uh, the emissions part of it, because otherwise what's going to happen with us, we're going to be uh, in trouble and our market share is going to drop. And we don't like that. Lose confidence. Yep. And, and those shareholders, there's a ton of them. Uh, there's, there's a quite a few shareholders in, in, you know, in Caterpillar, of course, because, um, it's a big co- corporation, right? Yes, mm-hmm. huge. So they they voted to support it, but um, they haven't came up with a plan yet. And they said that they're going to do that soon. So that's one that's going to be coming on your plate. Watch Caterpillar. They're actually doing is they're going to start coming up with a plan to uh, cut emissions, and we'll see how they're going to do that. You know, I, I've seen some of their dozers. I've seen some of the other stuff that they have, and they're going electric on it, and they're going with, uh, you know, with a generator on board, just like some of the dozers that they have, and they run the electric motors, and, and uh, it's, it, I'm sure that's cut some of the emissions, but um, I think that as far as uh, the way they were saying in, about Caterpillar and the shareholders and everything else, that they didn't really come up with a good enough plan. Like John Deere, John Deere and uh, Hitachi, you know, they were partners as far as, uh, with the excavators and stuff like that, and they came up with a you know a thirty percent cut in percentage by twenty thirty. So somebody else has to come on board and do the same type of deal. Zero emissions. They're saying that uh, the target base for zero emissions is going to be twenty fifty. Well, that's to be said, you know, but twenty fifty is a little ways off, and uh, that'll be seen, right? I guess we'll give see it, what happens. Give it there. 30 years. a big push from climate activists and such. So, yeah. Well, I guess they could have seen that one coming. Well, I, I think that, you know, that what happens with uh, this last few years here, uh, you know, they've been saying it with the government's been saying, hey, you know, 2032, we want you to be there. Look at the automakers. You know, the automakers were supposed to be involved in, in this as well. And they really didn't uh, take notice or, or do what they should, like they promised. Until Elon Musk turned around and said, well, we're all electric. We're going all electric, and we're going to kick some tail here. And, and he has been. He's been kicking tail pretty hard and heavy. And that made them wake up. Well, Ford came on now with their, their lightning Ford, right, with the, uh, emission, or, I mean, with the electric uh, truck. So, you know, there's a lot of other makers that are, that are actually uh, taking heat to that as well. So, but it's it's all good in the in the industry you just got to make sure that um you know that you can actually change over to do it because corvette back in uh the early 80s they had to shut down the corvette factory for one year so there was one year they never even made the car a corvette that's right 1983 was the year the corvette did not make actually a i remember that too because i have an 84 corvette and there was no 83 it was went from 82 to 84 yep you got one of the first corvettes right there don't you at least the newer ones of the new style there you bet and the other thing is did you know in 1984 they never made a convertible yeah just the hard top yeah just made top. a removable hard top that's right so so there's a lot of uh, you know a lot of things that they have taken consideration from the history of when you have to retool and change design and figure out how you're going to put this deal together. So all I'm saying is it's an example that you can look at. All these manufacturers have to really spend some money, tool up, and just think you're offline for a year. (laughs) You ain't selling anything. And it's going to take you probably that six, 
eight months to probably get going once you get into the year being retooling. So it's a whole different animal, and uh, I'm sure that other manufacturers know about it, and I'm sure they're taking heed to it. So it's cool. Got a funny article that's up next. Jordan, why don't you read the headline? You guys want to do some drugs? What's that? Do some drugs. You guys want to do some drugs? What do you mean, do drugs? drugs bad. Okay. Disclaimer. Well, you know, on a construction site, drug use is up. Well, that. <laughs> Let me just read this quote, this, this quote right here. Um, While positive cocaine urine drug tests have steadily declined <laughs> in construction, the industry topped the list for the fifth year in a row with a 0.3% oh positivity rate in 2021. Well, you know, just think about this, guys. Do they sell drugs in different states legally now? Yes. Yes. They're selling uh, these marijuana uh, gummies and stuff, right? Mm, and yeah. they're selling uh, these vape things that you got to, you know, you inhale and and uh, you know they're they've got some of that marijuana and stuff, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, and and they're they're expected. Misconstrued data there. I'm sorry. A little bit of misconstrued data, you know, in one place where it's legal, you know, where they may fail a drug test. In other places, it's not legal, and they're failing drug tests. You know, oh. so it's kind of kind of weird how that data looks. That was. You know? Well, my biggest well, concern. Well, not cocaine, they, though. You know? <laughs> okay. That was my biggest concern is when they legalized it is how um, workplaces were going to adapt to it or if they were just going to shut it still down completely. Well, I don't think that using drugs and the operation of heavy equipment is ever a good idea. Exactly. Even like cocaine. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? Drive the equipment faster, or <laughs> are you gonna operate run, it longer, or run beside you know? it? <laughs> yeah, right. Heck, take some cocaine. You might not even need the dozer anymore. Just grab a shovel. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could probably get rid of three guys or something, huh? So <laughs> I don't know. That's crazy, though. I'm surprising to see that. You know, there's a. You know, a, a, a an increase basically in a lot of drug use in, in a lot of industries, including the construction industry. But, you know, are they saying it's use or are they saying it's a, you know, they, they took a test and they, they failed, okay? So what does that mean? Well, that means that, you know, if uh, one of their workers had a card that said that he legally can take this for his ailments or whatever, and he went in there and took the old test, they still tested him positive, even though he really wasn't positive on the work site, so... Um, but he was positive because it's in a system and, and he took it, you know, the night before or for whatever reasons it is. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of reasons people take different types of drugs just to maintain or, or just to function in this world too, you know, so who knows? What's interesting to me is they use urine tests, which for like marijuana is like, can be in your system for a month through urine. Um, but if you do like a blood test, it's like a couple hours. Because wouldn't you rather know if they're on-site high or, like, just high when yeah, they're but... off work or whenever? I've worked construction for quite a few years. Um, there's a lot of things that I feel like aren't being put into context here. The reason for cocaine and methamphetamine use, I will almost guarantee, is because of the lack of workers and the guys that are there having to do three times the amount of work and running out of time mm. to do so. So you're talking, like, um, meth, right? Yeah, I mean, I feel like 
suck to hope you're using a poison control chair. You must be single. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> but okay. It's, it's, it's the drive to push harder. It's the drive to get more done. It's the drive to work longer days and still feel capable of doing so. I mean, I, I get that part. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of, you know, factors that go into why people use drugs. Um, doesn't change the fact that it's probably not a good idea <laughs> well uh, especially when you're working with equipment and tools and things of that nature it's just, things that can level the, the, houses yeah the you know the risk factor <laughs> goes up pretty significantly um especially when you're talking about opiates or th- drugs like that that make you hallucinate the opposite of <laughs> more work they make you like just sit there and zone out or something you know, so very interesting statistics here. Interesting. The opiates are really positive in mining. Well, yeah, because that, that's feel like the, crap you see the use case of it. Yeah, yeah, they feel like <laughs> crap after work. They're done been hauling rocks all over the place. So they're like, yeah, I think I'm Man, my back just, hurts. Uh, so yeah, go. if you if you think about this, you know, they even said in the, they they named off more than one place like in the food service business in 2017 it was at 4.6%. Now in 2021 it's 6.5%. And if you went up to administrative uh, it says waste and reclamation services, it was 4.5%, it went up to 5.5%. Now in the construction industry it went from 4.5 to 4.6. Is that a huge number? Well, it depends on how many more construction workers are out there in the field, you know what I mean, from it w- from 2017 on up to 2021. Now, it's also saying that uh, in the healthcare industry, uh, it was 4.6 and went to 5.1. So who's taking care of us guys out there? <laughs> and in the mining industry, it went to 3.8 on up to 3. Point, well, it went down 3.7. So in the, the highest mo- one on here is the retail trade went from five point two percent to seven. What you guys don't see on this chart is uh, pandemic hit like right after twenty nineteen, and everything mm-hmm. went up. <laughs> as far as price, you mean? Well, no, it went like the drug use went down from twenty seventeen to twenty eighteen on most of these cases. Even in twenty nineteen, it went down again, and then as soon as twenty twenty hit, it went up, and then twenty twenty one, it went. Up. So you're thinking more people are under more pressure, otherwise they're just, maybe they're having too much time by themselves and they don't like themselves yeah. anymore the way they are. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Exactly. You know? It's, it's bored sitting in their house all the time. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. well, I just hope that the uh, guys on the side of the road out there doing the road construction outside my house right now aren't, uh, <laughs> aren't, high, high. aren't doing their <laughs> stuff. Well, see, here's another one that kind of scares me is that it says the transportation and the oh, warehousing, gosh. you know, it said it went from 3.5 and 17 on up to 5.5 in 2021. Who's driving these people around? You know what I'm saying? And oh, how many, that's it, even more concerning. Yeah. I mean, it's like, oh, there goes my grandma. She's getting a ride here, you know? It's like, uh-oh, <laughs> we got to watch out for that deal. So dang bus driver. (laughs) You just don't know. And, you know, and then a lot of people, because, you know, look at the wanted signs and the help wanted signs and all this out there. I looked in the paper here, you know, which a lot of you guys don't read the paper anymore. I look at it every once in a while. All I seen was 
four pages. And this was just up here north of us, up by in Mille Lacs County. And um, it's not a great big county. And there was four pages of wanted, help wanted ads in there. So think about this. How many people do you think, because they need to get the job done, are turning a blind eye to some of these testings and stuff? So well, you got to speak up. I think you cut out a little bit there. I didn't hear you. Oh, I said Amazon. Well, they dropped their their testing for marijuana because of them having to turn too many people away. They can't well. they can't keep their staff enough. There's, I know a lot of companies. Even when I was we were I was working construction that we would permit things to happen. That well, I'm trying to think of how to word it because it's not really permit things to happen, but you end up you don't have enough hands, so you have to concentrate on what you're doing you can't do as much testing as somebody else is doing and so you have but things so if they be acceptable become acceptable out of lack of options yeah well i think it's it's not yeah it's it's not necessarily acceptable but it's i guess it's uh where they just turn that blind eye you know what i mean turn a blind eye well, you're I accepted. yeah amazon also has one of the worst reps for uh their employees like they've been rated worst employer at least they're like warehouses for a while. Who was that? Amazon. Oh, wow. Well, you know, they're a huge company and they grew fast. And when you do that, what happens is that, you know, you're, you just, you, you, things get by you. I'm telling you, they'll slip by you until you can put other policies and procedures in place where people can take care of, uh, you know, managing the workers and the other people around them properly with you know with process and procedures a lot of them go right out the window you know uh, you get a small company drug tests why would we do a drug test i know that that guy there is not always very active and he doesn't work that hard <laughs> i thought he drank too much the night before you know i don't know but um i'm just saying that you know when it comes down to workers and people unless you can put enough policies and procedures in place in the workplace uh you're going to have those situations pop up no matter what you know because you give people breaks, they go off and they think, oh, that's a boring job. And somebody says, here, you want to smoke this or whatever? Oh, yeah. And they go in there and, oh, golly, this is fun now. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Oh, golly. Yeah, let's just hope they're not driving around those brand new uh, Hitachi excavators. Yeah, that's another subject, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So Hitachi and um, John Deere actually uh they were they've been partners for years in uh, the excavators and other equipment too um they've had a partnership because of the fact that uh hitachi's been out you know in the european market and john deere had uh, a pretty good uh, placement in the united states market so they partnered up for quite some time the way it sounds right now is that um they're going to be um parting ways they're going to part ways, and Hitachi, you know, they, they build, they've had a strong, uh, their excavators, uh, their equipment has been, you know, built to last, and that's where I think that Caterpillar is going to have a little run for their money on, on you know, when it comes down to, you know, John Deere and Hitachi and, and those, that type of equipment. So um, it, did you kind of read up on what uh, they did to the equipment as well to make it more performable and also uh, better on emissions? Yeah, I was reading a little bit here about, you know, um, using some DLC coding for reduced wear and 
uh, revised piston shape, which helps achieve cleaner emissions. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, up, yeah, they, upgraded stuff in these things. That, uh, yeah, they, they started from the bottom up. They actually changed the rails as far as um, the thickness of the metal on them. Uh, they beefed up the idler uh, tension rods on them uh, so that, you know, if they did, you know, uh, wear, they didn't just wear through, they were way, they're way heavier. They also did was they, uh, they've taken the hydraulics and they've taken the power off. So, you know, like your car, when you're going down the road and you used to take a lot of power from the engine from the power steering pump, they've taken that away and they put the electro servos on like you have on your car. So, I mean, that's a great idea because now you just took away, you know, when your engine would have revved up when you turn or push, or, you know, you, or move your the stick or the boom or the bucket. Uh, now it's doing is it's electro servo, so it, it actually will activate itself and won't take away from uh, the power of your engine that's basically running to, you know, run the, the tracks and, and the swing motor and stuff like that. So... They, they're doing some really wonderful things, I think, out there. So it's no different than some of the, you know, vehicles that we have today that, you know, they put an, an eight-speed tranny in them so that we get better mileage, right? And they can put smaller motors in because they don't need a big, as big a motor to drive a smaller transmission. And they've kind of went underneath that theory, I think. Yeah, that's um, some nice stuff. It would have been nice to crush a car with this unit, huh? <laughs> well, I think you had a big enough unit that day to crush a car that uh, it wouldn't have mattered the size there because you had a bucket heavy enough that you just drop it on there. If you'd have just <laughs> detached the bucket, you'd have done just as much or worse damage. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know about you all. If you all seen that video of the excavator when uh, old Logan, he was sitting up in there. He wanted to be an operator one day, and we brought the iRay car up, and I had to get out and run away from it because he drops the old bucket right on the roof. <laughs> but it was pretty accurate, though, wasn't it? I dropped it right on there. I dropped the top on it. I didn't even mess up the windows. Didn't mess up either side of the door glasses. That's right. It was kind of cool. I thought, wow, he was lined up perfectly. So. Yep, it turned into a convertible. <laughs> it turned into a convertible. Well, it's pretty hard to drive it because the, the steering wheel is underneath the convertible. <laughs> We don't need to steer where we're going. That's right. Right. There you go. So, yeah, you know, neutral. so if you think about this, though, that Hitachi's really taken, uh, you know, they've, they've been taking the bull by the horns and uh, and they're looking at, you know, at changing so many different things, you know, such as your 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 levels of oil, your all these things they put into gauges right inside the dash so you can see everything. It's right there in the LCD. Uh, kind of cool. You know, it just makes it so the things are simpler. Just like their filters, they made the filters so they were, uh, they're in a position where you don't get dirt in them when you pull them off, and they're like a five-minute change versus being a, uh, you know, a, a half-hour, 45-minute job. So they're doing a lot of cool things. That's um, just like Caterpillar is doing some cool stuff apparently too, buying a, um, a robot company. You see that? The robotics? Yeah, Caterpillar acquired a robotic specialist marble. I'm sorry, let me read this one more time. Uh, Caterpillar acquires robotic specialist marble robot ink. I don't know if that's one word or. We've talked about this a million times. I, we could have seen this happening. <laughs> Did you think if they can't build it, they'll buy it? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, where's that company Man. out of? Let me look them up real quick. 
Marble Robots, San Francisco, California. Well, who would say, you know, Silicon Valley, they're going to turn around and have to have something that's electric, right? So um, the robot part is, is cool, you know. There's a lot of stuff that goes with that. But uh, self-driving like vehicle software, right? Yeah, they were like, man, it's really expensive to outsource this stuff. Let's just buy the company. <laughs> yep. Well, you know, and, and that's where a lot of people don't understand that, you know, even Caterpillar, you know, when they first started, you know, they had a steering wheel on the front and they had tracks, and then they went in with Best and Holt went together. They made Caterpillar, basically, right? So then this, the old uh, wheel went away, and it went into a braking of the track so they could steer. So, you know, they've evolved over the years, and they're going to keep evolving. They know that um, some of this technology has to be in place with what they're doing, right? Yes. So... Autonomous is, is basically going to be, you know, autonomous they can use. doesn't matter if they change out the engine to electric or diesel. It doesn't matter, right? So the unit could drive itself no matter what, what powers it. Now they have to do is they're going to have to fix that back end part as long as they implement this in, right? Yeah, I mean, this is going to, you know, it's just a lot of, more, I, I don't think it's, it's really just more the autonomy part of stuff that they really want. You know, the software side of things, I guarantee you. I want you to be able to drive a excavator with a remote controller. Mm -hmm. Well, they even proved that with that pack thing that was on that one uh, deal that we seen with it, that they put the power pack type deal on the back and, and they hooked it up to the controls and stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Cap paid for those. They might have. I think they were showing that you could buy them. It's no different than a GPS. You know, you can put different types of GPSs on different, you know, types of equipment, right? Yeah. Some come wired for a certain type, but um, you can always rewire them. It's not the end of the world. So there's a, there's a lot of levels that, um, that these guys have got to work out of, but at least they got some, you know, they've got some parts or different places that they can build parts for different types of units, and they could switch gears fairly rapidly with uh, owning another company like this. So Marble is going to uh, help them revolutionize their autonomous part of their industry, and that could go on virtually everything, right? Yeah. What do you think, Logan? I think we're going to have... Sorry, I'm not Logan. <laughs> no, I... Yeah, go ahead, he was... Logan, I thought he fell asleep over there. That's why I asked. Yeah. What do you think, Logan? <laughs> no, I haven't fallen asleep. I'm just deep in thought of how amazing it would be. First, we got Roombas. Now we're just going to have... We're going to have... We're going to have semi-autonomous home dozers. <laughs> well, I need this whole duh. <laughs> well, you know, they already have them. They have like those miniature skid steers that are remote controlled and they're like small. They're not huge. Um, and they can do a lot of work, you know, for just, you know, somebody at home. And they're a lot less expensive than a, a real, a big skid steer or a normal size skid steer, I should say. What do you and think? It doesn't we'll see. have all the fancy functionality of like, you know, the remote control stuff. What do you think we'll have first? like RC or like uh, a programmer like yourself, it, not really me, but 
Uh, okay, program it to give it coordinates and to dig in a certain spot. Well, I think I wouldn't take that credit away from yourself. As long as you're practicing, then you can preach. But um, you got to practice first. So you, if you're going <laughs> to, you could program. You just got to keep after it. You could do it. You know that, Jordan. But um, <clears throat> they can dig. Those guys will have it. So that you know, program. You write the program for the deal. I think the GPS part of it's going to be part of the program. You know. When I hear like RC CAD system, I I think of a, a like a drone basically. That makes me feel old because I still think of a car. An RC? Yeah, I think of an yeah. RC car. <laughs> well, I mean drones, RC cars. I mean they're all the. Well, they're all the same. RC of cars are a little different. <laughs> well, okay. They all use you know the same principles. You know, I mean. I mean, I'm not talking. I'm not saying G, uh, you know the RC car has GPS positioning and all the fancy features that drones usually have and and whatnot. But I mean, you know, sending move commands over a remote is isn't that fancy. And you know, you you could have some really fancy RC controlled vehicles if people just wanted to make them, but nobody makes them. Um, and it's the same thing with all this heavy equipment. I mean, they're going to make some really fancy features in some of this equipment. I mean, I'm going to blow people's minds when they finally release it and say, yep, this is what it is. And people are going to be like, wow, that's amazing. And that's the power of engineering, baby. Yeah. Uh, they're going to have to make it real safe. Well, I think that that's what they're trying to do because, um, you know, just like uh, the, the team said here on, you know, on this particular autonomous, they want to, they want to actually create a safer environment, and they also want to give a a better plan for the people that are that are buying this you know equipment, and they also want to deliver something that's as smart and safe, and a productive and a cost efficient solution for their customers. Mm-hmm. So. So that would bring, you know, that would bring them to the top of the market because when you start talking cost effectiveness, right, that's half the battle. Because some of the stuff, it's just like you're talking about the cars. If you put it on it, here you got a $100,000 car or $200,000 car. Was well, that cost effective? Well, for the higher class it is, but not for a guy that's driving back and forth to drive his dozer or run his dozer or operate it, <laughs> you know. Unless you get some dopers mm-hmm. out of them, driver's seat. Yeah, oh. they're... Then you don't have to worry about the guys that are taking too much of that drugs over there and stuff. They can let the car drive themselves, and then they can get the ticket. The car does. They don't. <laughs> I got a uh, interesting bit of information via Twitter. All right. What's Marvel that? specializes in transportation robotics. Well, there you go. They must be going to be getting into the auto industry, huh? <laughs> well, it's for, like, luggage it's it's a robot that follows you with and it has cargo space that follows you yeah in what way it follows you like uh you if you're walking down an airport oh where do you will... you to fold the robot up i don't know or do you know. do you rent him at the airport you probably a... rent it at the airport oh okay <laughs> Someone's bringing their own <laughs> transportation bot to the airport. Behind you with a tray, just sitting there, what you want? On your 
tap my belly. And you get some I haven't thought what, what it is that you're talking yeah. about. You might have to rent a seat for your uh, for your luggage carrier, huh? Lucky it just uh, pulled up. He's better. Like f- <laughs> <laughs> this thing's pretty big. That <laughs> thing's pretty big, huh? I mean, it's about, it's about, it would probably be about to my thighs. Yeah, well. About as tall as a table. You know, every, everybody's got their deal, but I think that Caterpillar, they're trying to stay ahead of the market, and they're trying to make sure that um, that they are hitting all aspects of the industry. And I know that their last meeting that they had back uh, was, you know, um, on our, uh, was actually in California, or no, it was in um, Canada. It was Canada's where they had their, their, their last meeting where they're trying to figure out, you know, how they're going to kind of beat the emissions part of it, so... I'm sure that some of that has pushed, you know, Caterpillar to buy back into the robotics or into the industry where they know that they're going to need a lot of this type of uh, uh, operational uh, equipment to make their their stuff work or get probably more eff- effective or less uh, costly as far as that goes. Well, that's maybe the you sure do talk about Caterpillar a lot. Yeah, I don't know much. We do? <laughs> yeah. Like cats, we like cats around here. We'll, we'll maybe maybe they're just trying on another angle, seeing as they're they're sucking hind shirt with uh, with the emissions. They've got to figure out another angle to keep some investors there. Yeah. So, yeah, we talk a lot about Caterpillar because Caterpillar does have, um, you know, they they've got a lot of the industry. They do. Um, it doesn't mean that there isn't other units out there that are as good. Um, Caterpillar has spent a lot of money to make their name big and. And you're buying a expensive emblem. Let's put it that way. But you and know, all the keys are the same. When it comes down to any piece of equipment or anything you're working with, it comes down to two things. One is, can you get the equipment? Number two is, can you keep it running and support the equipment? So if you can get it and you can support it, then you know, then it comes down. There's a cost factor comes in there later, but that comes in there after the fact because if you don't have the equipment, you can't do the work. And if you can't fix the stuff, if something broke, you can't do the work. So those two are the f- first key factors in anything you're doing. And Caterpillar's done a great job at it. So, yeah. All right, Ray, when's your next auction? Well, the next auction coming up is going to be June 22nd. That's Wednesday, June 22nd. And that's going to be our heavy equipment truck trailer auction. Um, right after that one, we're going to have a July 20th. And that's going to be a... Um, a we're actually selling out JME. They were an equipment company, or I shouldn't say equipment. They were a concrete company, and uh, they were fairly large in the state of Minnesota here. And they sold all the construction or the concrete uh, division. And uh, what we've done is we've actually gotten the contract to sell off their repair facility for JME, and that's where they're going to have we have a bunch of a bunch of stuff. I mean, it's going to be everything to fix the truck. Let's put it that way. I mean, hundreds of tires that are brand new and recaps and and on down the line, we'll have tools and tools, miscellaneous steel. We've got fenders. Like basically, you put it on a truck, it's just there. We've got <laughs> wheels, mirrors, or I'm sorry, seats, mirrors. I mean, quite literally, uh, everything. Yeah. So that's coming up after that. But it, uh, with that being said, we're um, we're definitely uh, 
you know, we're, we're beat or beaten feet for the next auction as well. And, uh, we're going to be starting, actually it's live right now. So you can go online onto iraymn.com and, uh, you can put your bids in as we speak. Check it out. All right. You want to sign us off? All right. So again, I'm Ray Henry and we're on equipment talk for IRA auctions and I'm signing off. How about you, Troy? Logan? We can't hear you, Troy. You got to speak up. You got to <laughs> say bye with your chest. <laughs> Not too loud now. <laughs> loud enough. Troy Henry, thanks for coming. All right. See you later, everybody. Jordan is out. Thank you all. See you later, Jordan. <laughs> From Irie.